breakfast with Tiffany. I am your host, Tiffany Renee, and I'm super duper excited, y'all. I missed you. I know I've been slacking, but give me a break, y'all. I got hit with some life things. Um, but today on the show, I have someone who I met with two or three years ago, something like that, at KSU. You know, shout out to the owls or whatever. <laughs> and from jump, she was just a cool person. So down to earth, you know, and we just vibe. She is currently doing her thing in STEM. And um, I'm just gonna take some time to explore her world a little bit. Shout out to the superwoman, Miss India Andrews. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm pretty good. You know, just vibing, taking a day at a time. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> definitely got to. Got now, to. before we get too deep into you being a software automation co-op for Delta Airlines, I want to take um, a walk down memory lane. Okay. I know that you lost your grandfather, mm -hmm. and I just lost my grandmother, and she was my last living grandmother mm -hmm. and I've lived with her for the past 18 years. So mm -hmm. this hit me completely different than any other loss that I have had. Cause thankfully I still have my parents. What was your initial reaction? Like how was your experience when you lost your granddad? Um, for me, it was very unexpected. Mm -hmm. He had diabetes, um, but he wasn't taking care of himself. He wasn't going to the doctor. Um, he got a cut on his foot. Mm -hmm and he did not go and get that checked out. So over time, it progressively got worse and worse. And then all of a sudden, he started having these stomach pains. And mm -hmm. my family was like, okay, why are you having these stomach pains? And he's not, he wasn't even that old. He was maybe 60 something. Wow. Yeah. He had so much more life to live. Exactly. And um, he went to the urgent care. From there, he was admitted into the hospital. Mm -hmm. And at the hospital, they said, sir, we're going to have to seduce or sedate you. Um, and he was, like, scared. My parents didn't even call me and tell me that he was in the hospital because I was in L.A. at the time because mm -hmm. I was, like, trying to pursue this whole modeling thing. <laughs> yeah. So I was in L.A. at the time because it was over the summer. Mm -hmm. And so when I got back, I remember asking, where is Papa? Mm -hmm. And my dad just like because he picked me up from the airport and he just looked down and he was like we're about to go see him now because he knows how close like i you was were. to my grandfather like i was so close to him your best friend literally mm -hmm. um we went to we got to the hospital and i saw him he had a tube going down his throat um we had doctors coming in and out and i just knew mm -hmm. i knew that he wasn't gonna, I wasn't, he wasn't gonna make it out. And I remember talking to him, I remember quitting my job over the summer, and I just wow. sat there in the hospital. And when we took him off of life support, mm -hmm. I just remember we had a preacher in the room, and I started to, I just was talking to him and talking and talking and talking. And then all of a sudden, she was like, Indy, I don't know what relationship you had with your grandfather, but his spirit is feeding off of you. Wow. Keep talking to him. That's crazy. And when she said that, I broke down. Mm -hmm. But when when she said that, I knew that I had to keep going. Mm -hmm. I knew I had to keep going to college. I knew, and I told him, and it's, it's funny now, because I work for Delta and I can travel around the world. Mm -hmm. I told him that I was going to take him around the world with me. Aww. I remember saying that. And I worked it. And, and now I, you can exactly you know with him spiritually being there for you absolutely I told and I just remember telling him live through me live through me mm -hmm. I want your wisdom I want all of your knowledge 
put it in me. That is so crazy. Well, I'm sorry for your loss. And I completely understand where you're coming from. It's weird how um, things happen in life, mm -hmm. and especially those that are not expected. So have you ever, do you, do you know what a medium is? I do. So uh, have you ever thought about or like talked to a medium? I've thought about it, but I've never actually acted on it because uh -huh. I'm a little afraid. Yeah. Um, my stepmom told me this really weird story about her dad one time. Mm -hmm. And so I just remember telling my grandfather, like, don't visit me. <laughs> I, like, just don't, don't come visit me, please. You know, it's crazy because I um, have always kind of felt the same way. And on Wednesday of last week, around 6.30, 7.30 is when my grandmother passed. Um, and sorry to hear that. Thank you. She passed in her car. So um, my stepdad, my aunt and I were like the ones who, well, stepdad found her. And then we had to basically be with her and see her in that moment. But she was extremely peaceful. Like it was, it was a scary peaceful like you know you see people mm -hmm. pass and you're like oh okay they had a nice life you see mm -hmm. that they were welcome to the next part of their life but this was so scary it literally looks like she was asleep it was it was to that point and you know um half of her body was out of the car half of her was in it was like the door was open and she was getting in the car and she just said i'm just gonna go to sleep right now and i'm not gonna wake up anyway the night before that i spoke to a medium for the first time and I did it because my one of my closest friends, like my best friend, had an experience, and I just happened to be at the house when she did it. But um, my other grandmother, who has been deceased since 2008, came through, and she kept saying Shirley, which is my grandmother who just passed. And she was like, Shirley, Shirley, something with her heart. And that's what the lady was telling me. She was like, your grandmother's saying something about Shirley, something with her heart. And then the next day, my grandmother so passed, passed away, and she had a heart attack, and that was the cause of her death. And so, super duper weird, you know, I'm going through the emotions and everything was moving fast, so it's just now starting to really hit my family. Mm -hmm. um, but my first day back to work, my customer's name was Shirley T. And it's weird because my grandmother's name is Shirley Thomas. And so I'm speaking to, like, when she first told me Shirley, I'm just like, oh, that was my grandma's name, you know? And then I'm looking at her information, I'm like, wait, your last name is Thomas? And she's like, yes, my name is Shirley Thomas. I'm like, you are, you got to be playing. Like, this is not real. Wow. And so I just immediately started crying and everybody's looking around like, what is going on? What's wrong? I'm like, y'all, my grandmother. But um, long story short, it just proved that they're always with you. And mm -hmm. like what the pastor said, continue talking because he's feeding off of your energy. Definitely. Um, and it's, it's just a, a different experience. But how are you like mentally and emotionally after that moment? and you aren't really able to go through life like it was because it was something yeah. new um so at that time that was i was going into my sophomore year of college mm -hmm. um i remember not really understanding what depression was and not knowing how to identify it um but that's what i was feeling mm -hmm. i learned that later because i did go and see a therapist mm -hmm. um but i okay like I said, apparently I was depressed. Um, I did not want to go to school. I withdrew from half of my classes. Wow. Um, I lost hope that semester. Mm -hmm. um, I finished my freshman year, and this is crazy. I finished my freshman year with a 3.8. Mm -hmm. When I finished my um, 
first semester of my sophomore year. Inspired junior. Mm -hmm. It was at a two, I believe, six. Wow. Yeah. That's the, that's, and see that right there speaks to me specifically because I kind of had that moment last semester of people, I was losing people. I was working, instead of me quitting, I was working to overcome all of those emotions. And I would say, literally, I would say, okay, well, I'm going to skip class today. I know I got to be there at eight, but I'm just going to go into work early at six. And I'm just going to be at work from six to seven. Like that was just my life. That's what I was doing. And I got to the point where my GPA plummeted. And I'm like, wait, hold up. You have never had an F in your life. You never had a C. Yeah. And now that's, that's what you're seeing majority. Like that's mm -hmm. majority of your grades are bad. And um, it's a hard thing to come back from. Like it's super duper hard. But counseling, like you said, helps me and I'm assuming that it helps you in that situation Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. I was really um, nervous to mm -hmm. go and see a therapist because, you know, unfortunately, in the black community, we don't talk Baby. about it. We I don't talk about it. <laughs> and I didn't know how to tell my parents. So you went without them even knowing. I did. Like you searched your own therapist yes did you go on campus or did you find someone i found else? someone outside because i was a little nervous to go on campus only because um i didn't want people to like look at me or see mm -hmm. me walking into the room um and i when i did go to an off-campus therapist it was it was very worth it wow. very worth it wow see i i started to do um off-campus therapy mm -hmm. and i did tell my mother and I eventually told my dad, and he was just like, you can talk to me. Mm. You know, like, why do you really need that? But he's also, like, supportive to the point where he's like, well, if you do what you, that's what you want, then that's what you can have. But you can talk to me. Um, but part of the reason that I was going to therapy was because of him. So I couldn't really go to him and communicate and be 100% vulnerable because you're not going to be able to receive what I'm saying, mm -hmm. comprehend it, and then feed me back information that I really need. Exactly. It's like counseling really just, to me, it was just a weight. Because there's something different about talking to somebody that has nothing to do with your life at all, doesn't know anything about how you was raised, where you was raised, and venting to them, and them either just listening or giving you feedback. Mm -hmm. It's like completely different. And then I started going on campus. Um, and I did have that moment where I'm like, oh my gosh, they're going to send me going there. So I'm like, oh, let me go through the financial aid part. Yeah. And I'm going to keep walking. But then they're like, well, where are you going? Because we know who's back that way. And so I would sneak up the stairs. And then I just got to the point where I was just like, fuck it. Like, yeah. Whatever. It is what it is. But um, I'm glad you started going. So, like, how was the dynamic between your family? Was it your dad's um, dad? Or? Yeah, it was my dad's okay. dad who um, passed away. And. He was not my dad's biological father, mm -hmm. um, but he was all that I knew, and he raised my dad, mm -hmm. um, because my grandmother was very, very young when she had my father, so that whole situation. <laughs> but anyways, um, my dad, I've never seen my dad so hurt. My dad is a very strong, like, passionate black, black man, man. exactly. Um, you know, a lot of people in APS, you know, my dad is like that hard rock. Like he's the, he's the bully. Shout out to APS. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the principal that 
people gravitate towards wanting at their school because he he doesn't really he shows emotion but he can control his emotions but at that point my dad was just he looked tired he looked stressed he knew that his mom was like now I'm gonna lean on him and then he had his wife leaning on him and then I'm leaning on him so he had you know he's trying to juggle all this and learn how to do all of it you know while still doing what he likes to do you know which was which is really really hard for him for a really long time and I think it's still kind of weighing heavy on him because my grandmother depended on my grandfather for so much she didn't know how to do anything like all she had to do was cook and clean that's all my grandfather made her do where no man at <laughs> exactly nowhere to be found nowhere at all okay but that's like the different i just i don't i don't understand where he's coming from but as an outsider i can understand um as much as possible because if he didn't have his biological father and then he steps up you already feel a loss because you don't have his biological father Mm -hmm. and i'm sure people that he grew up with did and then you have this man that comes in undoubtedly and wholeheartedly gives you himself and then you turn around and he's gone Mm-hmm. And like you said, he has so much other people to depend on, so much other things to do. It's it's so deep. Mm-hmm. I don't think people really understand that death is a reality. Yeah, like it doesn't really hit you until you are affected by it. You know, yes. other people go through it. You send cars, you send money, you go to the house, mm-hmm. you go to the services. Sorry for your loss, you know. And then it's like, okay, service was last week. This week is when we really need you. And my family's really going through that now because it's like, okay, y'all was here when y'all could be last week. Wouldn't leave my house. Yeah. Y'all was here. Poor and I, that was the moment where I really wanted to be alone. And now I am alone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't even want to be in the house. And I don't, I'm like scared at night now. It's it's a different oh, experience. Yeah. No, I definitely, I know where you're coming from and i told my mom the same thing you told your granddad like i i, I mean my grandma i don't want to see you yeah <laughs> i don't want nothing falling in the kitchen don't let tvs automatically come on don't be at the foot of my bed when i wake up at night i'm close my eyes real quick because i don't want to see it i don't want to see it. i don't want any mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. i know i know and it's like i can agree with you on you know wanting to be by yourself mm-hmm. um but then you know, now you really need somebody. Yeah. Now you want to be with people. Now, you know, everything is all over. You know, you had the service. And now it's like, what now? What now? Like, how do you, I mean, because it's a matter of having to take care. Like, I don't know what your grandfather had, but my grandmother didn't even have a will. Mm-hmm. So now it's even more complications because everybody, you know, wants this, this, and that. And we've been doing pretty good. Um, but you know, emotions can get into it and people feel entitled and it's, it's, it's really a mess. Mm-hmm. It's really, really a mess. So did your, your friendships, um, and your relationships with like your cousins or anybody like that, did that shift at that moment? Um, it did. It definitely did. Um, I had, a, well, I still do have a cousin. Um, she was never really around anyways. Um, she's my dad's brother's daughter. Um, and she she told her dad that he passed away before my grandmother could even say anything to him. Now, my dad's brother is incarcerated. Mm-hmm. And she told him 
And I, in my mind, I'm like, you don't even come around us. You don't even hang out with us. You, your mother, mm -hmm. your her mom was, you know, white. Mm -hmm. So she's always been around her mother. Um, family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so she never came around us. But then all of a sudden, now that our grandfather has passed, you pop back in and then you go and tell your dad, who is incarcerated, mm -hmm. that his dad passed away. Now, was that his biological father? No. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He was my dad's younger brother, or he is my dad's younger brother, but that wasn't mm -hmm. his biological father either. So he stepped up to take care of two boys. Mm -hmm. That's something strong. Yeah. And then I know he, your uncle probably felt some type of way because it's like, yes. I am not even allowed to experience the outside world. And then as my daughter, you come to me and part of me wants to appreciate it, but part of me probably can't because I will want my mom or hell even my brother to come to me with information that, like that that weighs so heavy and he's experiencing different types of things because he wasn't able to necessarily see your grandfather exactly. outside of walls mm -hmm. it's it's crazy yeah that's like i don't know like you said family is interesting to say the least oh, friends yeah. are when too. it comes to things like that definitely mm -hmm. friends are too um but moving past all of that, so you are a fourth year computing and software engineer. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay, I want to make sure I get it right. Yeah, that's right, girl. Okay, with so a minor in mathematics and data analytics. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. You so, like math. Girl, no. I know. No, you no, got to I know. math. No. First of all, I don't like, no. I was forced <laughs> into liking math because my dad, once again, APS, he was the math coordinator. For the um, mm -hmm. entire school system at one point, so I kind of and he was a math teacher, so I just kind of went be like that. And so, I, and then I was taking so much math in college that I was like, I might as well just get a little minor, get a little, you know, some That's some. That's beautiful. See, I took the minimum, the requirements, <laughs> the graduation requirements, and then I left math alone. Girl. It was my favorite subject till I got to college. Girl, same. Well, kind of, but <laughs> <laughs> I've been taking count two, three. Uh, what linear algebra? Diffy Q. Mm -hmm. That's like a foreign language to me. Yes. All of that stuff. Discrete math. No. Nah. Can't, can't even use a calculator in discrete math. Well, how you <laughs> see math and a calculator is hand in hand. That's like yeah. peanut butter with jelly. They go together. Yeah. When no. you start taking stuff that I feel like is a necessity away, yeah. it don't work out for me. So I commend you, and I just you know, I'm gonna be right there when you graduate. Like you did that, not me. Yeah. Because it ain't for all of us. Girl. <laughs> so most of your time is on Marietta campus? Yes, most of my time is definitely on Marietta campus. I, sometimes I try to swing by the Kennesaw campus mm -hmm. because it's a little bit more lively. Mm -hmm. um, all my friends are there. Yeah. I'm pretty much the only engineer, so I'm like by myself majority of the time. But it's very peaceful and it's very relaxing and it helps me focus when I'm over there. You know, I get a study room or even in the library, it's very... You know, everybody's driven. It's everybody's such a like, different vibe. Mm -hmm. Like, all just aside, I go to the Marietta campus and I feel like, oh, you gonna learn something today. Yeah. Like you, you learn something new every day. But the amount of technology at the Marietta campus alone is just—it's remarkable. Yes, it is. Y'all over is. there building cars. And it's so much fun. Creating lightning. It's so much fun. Like I feel like I take a field trip every time I go over there. Like, oh, I'm on a field trip now. I love it. Like, I remember um, I had to create a robot with um, a 
high B circuit board. Baby. What what is that? <laughs> don't let me don't get me started, girl. Don't get me started because I can go on for days talking about anything engineering. Honestly. Like I that's love it. That's beautiful. That that's beautiful. Yes. That's that's really good. So did you go to um Kennesaw, like, did you start at Kennesaw majoring in engineering? No, I didn't, actually. So, I was a nursing major when I first got okay, here. Okay, transition. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It went from one extreme to the other. But, yes. um, and that's why I was able to stay on the Kennesaw campus as a freshman because, mm -hmm. you know, um, engineering majors, we all were supposed to stay on the Marietta campus. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, nursing major. But then I realized, I was like, wow, I don't want to wear scrubs to work every day. Like, that was the deciding factor. Yes, and I, and then I realized like, and then too, my grandfather like that was kind of like the, mm -hmm. you know, the push that you needed. Exactly, to. I was like, uh, cause I just watched the nurses and like you watch, you literally you grow a connection to somebody and then you kind of just watch them pass away. Yeah, and I know I'm very emotional, um, so. I just knew that wasn't going to work for me. Plus, I wanted to be dressing when I go to work and look Let chill. Let me tell you who be dressing, okay? <laughs> I need to be dressing. Come on. People be on campus like, where is she going? We're just going to class. That's all. <laughs> Please, Tiffany. Listen, Girl, you be dressing. Listen, we, you we dress right about, now. You're not talking about me. You dress right now. Come on now. Come on I'm now. Trying, trying. But, um, so you just made that whole transition. You was like, nursing is it's fun and cool, but... You just needed that engineering because that's what really was your passion. Yes. My mother um, is in code, or she does coding. Mm -hmm. So um, I just watched how she kind of works from home. She I'm also could go. people over exactly. there. Exactly. I've been a robot. Exactly. I got a smart house. Exactly. <laughs> I just I just be talking to uh, little people. I mean, not people. What's the girl's name? Alexa. Alexa. <laughs> I just be talking to her. And then I thought about the other day. I was like, wow, I really am like laying in bed just like, Alexa. Turn on living room table lamp, and she's and she's like, okay, <laughs> what? That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. But um, yeah, so I went from nursing to engineering, um, just off, you know, an instinct. Mm -hmm. I didn't think much of it. Saw my mom doing coding. I got a little bit of coding um, in my engineering field with you know computer and software engineering. Mm -hmm. um, so a little bit of coatings there, circuit boards, building things. But then my cousin has been a big inspiration to me. She's a computer engineer. And she, I don't want to say she doesn't use her degree, but she don't really use it that much um, because she's the boss. You like that sometimes. And all, all, all the bosses are all engineers. Uh -huh. So I was like, this is what I need to do. This is my path in life, Lord. I see what you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to catch you. Because I'm going to be a boss. <laughs> Period. Period. You're not speaking into existence. Yes. I feel the same way, man. I feel the same way. So how was, um, you went to school in Georgia, right? Mm-hmm. How was your experience getting to college? Because, you know, I went to Maze, APS. So, okay. APS, you know what I'm saying? Completely different. Literally, north, south. Yeah. <laughs> So how was your experience getting on campus? Because I came to school, I had one friend that I knew that was going to Kennesaw. Everybody else went to HBCU. Um, coming to Kennesaw, I had no friends. Zero. Um, not one. Not one. I, I knew people that were coming from my high school. There were two people that came from my high school mm -hmm. to Kennesaw. Um, but I wouldn't consider them friends. I feel you. I feel you. Um, 
And at the time, I had two best friends that both went to school out of state, mm. Pennsylvania and Texas. So I was like all by myself, literally. Yeah, um, I didn't have, I lost all my friends in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, when I came to Kennesaw, I just, I saw it as like a rebirth, but then I also was like, I don't know how I'm going to put myself out there to meet new people. And so I was just always in my dorm. I didn't really go anywhere. I remember calling my mom, like, Mom, I hate it here. You, child. I was like, I hate it. And she was like, India, have you gone anywhere? I was like, no. She was like, do you even go to any parties? I was like, no, I don't. I don't do anything. Like, I just want to meet people. She's like, how do you expect to meet people if you don't go nowhere, India? My mama. And so I was like, okay. So then, you know, I started going out a little bit, you know, walking on campus. And then I ran into Jana. Now, Jana, I give, like, all the credit to for, like, exposing me to Kennesaw and more people and, like, getting out there and, you know, enjoying college because she really, like, transitioned me into, like, that college, you know, butterfly that's, you know, in this organization, that organization, starting my own organization. Yes. So. Come on, Campus Curls. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, um. I saw um, my favorite YouTuber, uh, can't even think of her name right now, but she's my favorite, uh-huh. um, Jay, Jayla, that's her name. Um, yes, she's three, not her name. Yes. And she um, did a panel with Campus Curls, and I remember I was like, wow, Campus Curls, like, wow, this looks so cool. Like so it. I, like, Googled it, and I would found, like, the website, and then I found the founder, and then I followed the founder on Instagram, and then all of a sudden she, like, put up this application that said, Oh, if you want to bring Campus Curls to your school, apply here. And so I applied immediately and I was like, hey, blah, 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 I'm India. And I had to like make this video and tell them, you know, why um, Campus Curls needed to come to Kennesaw. And I had people like all over, you know, saying, oh, you know, they were on my video talking about why they thought, you know, a natural hair organization mm-hmm. is necessary here at Kennesaw. And it was interesting when. I got it, and it took me a minute to get the ball rolling with Campus Curls. Mm-hmm. Had an e-board that wasn't so good. Had to switch it up a little bit. Amen. Change it up a um, couple times, actually. Then, once I got the ball rolling, I let um, Campus Curls um, not go. Uh, that's the wrong word. Mm-hmm. Um, I let somebody else take over. Mm-hmm. Um, Alexis is now the president, and then we have a new B- VP. Um, and then a girl that helped me start Campus Curls at Kennesaw is now their student advisor. Okay. And now I serve on the national board as the national vice president of oh, Campus Curls no. Incorporated. So I'm over all the chapters now. That's dope. And the founder actually reached out to me herself and was like, I want you as my, you know, like VP. Well, that's she's good. my president. So That is great. Is he? Let me tell you about God. Okay. Because the moment you start listening to him mm-hmm. and the moment you just start putting yourself out there, he works a miracle. Yes, he does. Period. Like, yes, he I'm, does. I'm experiencing that now. It's a matter of not second-guessing yourself because I do that every day, all day. Same. Like, I'm always second-guessing myself. I'm always comparing myself to others. Mm-hmm. Um, not in a way where I necessarily feel like others are better than me, but it's like, okay, but they got this, this, and this together, and you need to get this, this, and this together together mm-hmm. and I'm a visionary and I'm a creative mm-hmm. and so I feel like mm, I just can't put that out there like nah I don't I don't want that like that's not up to my standards but then I have to think is it your standards or Lord's standards your standards yes Lord's standards. Mm-hmm. the Lord will help you get your standards to the higher level if you just follow the Lord 
Anyway, talk about some other accomplishments. You said you became um, the first African-American woman at KSU to lead a project test in what? Artificial intelligence, um, oh where we created solar panel charging stations mm -hmm. at on the Marietta campus, which they now use. So wow. you might walk on the Marietta campus and see a couple of solar panel charging stations where you can charge your phone. Um, and That's I was crazy. Yes, um, and it was really interesting when I, I guess, received that title because mm -hmm. I wasn't told that it. I received it. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's hard. I don't because I don't want to disrespect him. Anybody or offend anybody. Exactly. Um, but I did feel some type of way because I was the first, and I am an African American, mm -hmm. and I am a woman, mm -hmm. and nobody gave me that credit. But let somebody, you know, build a robot, and everybody's like, "Oh yes, Bob. Yes, yep. job. Mm -hmm. I mean, not job. But <laughs> yes, Bob, but job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So." When I received that recognition, I was like, wow, like, I didn't get a certificate. I didn't, you know, get, you know, a ceremony. Mm -hmm. Like, nobody said nothing. And so I just remember posting it on Instagram. And people were like, what? I didn't know about this. So I just really didn't talk about it because mm -hmm. I was like, I felt like nobody was really going to believe me because it's not on the news, not on KSL's website. Like, I didn't know. Yeah. I, and see, I 100% I understand where you're coming from because it is something about our institution. Mm -hmm. Now, I enjoy Kennesaw. I did it at first. Mm -hmm. It was an adjustment, not just to the college life, but to being surrounded by a diverse group of people. Mm -hmm. um, but a fact is a fact. And I can turn on the news today, and if something bad happens at Kennesaw, especially with an African-American, it's a guarantee it's going to be on the news. Yes. We was just on the news, what, yesterday? Day before yesterday? About, yeah. yeah. About, you know, yeah. and I went to school with that person. My so, dad actually called me and told me about her. Yes. Yep. You yep. know? And so it's kind of like, hmm. Now, now, granny, I wasn't there at the situation. I don't know what happened, but if she did what she did, she did what she did. Mm -hmm. Period. Right is right, wrong is wrong. But if... Like you said, when you got that title, when you completed the job, it should have been an automatic praise. But it was just crickets. No one's anywhere to be found. Nobody cares. But they're using it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like you put your hard work, effort, and I'm sure time, money, whatever you had to do into that. And then they're going to take it and leave it. They're going to be using that forever. Yes. Because we always going to have solar power. Sun ain't going away. Exactly. <laughs> So, and it's always like, it's very interesting to me because I feel like that also goes into play with like society as a whole. Mm -hmm. um, they try to dim your light. Yes, absolutely. And a title is a title. And if you earned it, you earned it. Because I mean, I'm learning that now and people, friends, mm. enemies, everybody. Frenemies. Yes. Will try to make you feel like you need to dim your light because they don't feel whole with themselves mm -hmm. and what they're doing. You got to dim yours in order to brighten theirs. Mm -hmm. And that's not fair. No, it's not. And I've realized that, you know, a lot of people try to take a lot of things away from me um, by telling me to dim my light, um, by saying, oh, you do too much. Mm -hmm. You're doing too much. You need to humble yourself. Mm -hmm. Humble myself. Baby, I ain't even started yet. Humble to find. I can find that. Exactly. I haven't even started yet. Uh -huh. So if y'all think I'm not being like, I don't. I don't, you know, boast about, oh, ha, ha, 
I got this internship and you did it. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about how can I help you? What can I do to get you on? Mm-hmm. And I've gotten people on and they like don't even talk to me anymore. So it's just like people slap you in the face. Yep, yep, yep. That is so true. I think it's just a matter of acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I don't know what it is, especially about our generation, but it's like I fear telling somebody that I didn't do it all by myself because others are going to judge me. Mm-hmm. But hell, we didn't come into this world by ourselves. Nope. Like, you can't do anything by yourself. It just don't happen. Like, you can't even pay your own car note by yourself because you need to use a computer. You need to have money. You need to use your phone. If you do it by mail, if you do it by whatever, you have to use something to get to that point. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, to me, it's not, it's not that deep. And then the more you are shining light on who blessed you, you can bless others. They might say, okay, that person helped them. Let me go to them. Now, they might come to you and say, can you help me? But, you know, another, like, just kind of piggybacking off of that, mm-hmm. I'm starting to have a problem with that, though, mm-hmm. because I feel like a lot of people come to me because they know that I have access mm-hmm. to a lot of different things, and they know that I know a lot of different things, and they feel comfortable enough to even be like, oh, India, can you get me a flight? I'm trying to leave to go here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, like you haven't talked to me since when? Exactly. What? Since I ain't even got my mom. Oh, can you help me with this? Um, I'm trying to make this website. Can you help me? Oh yeah, for a a, a fee. You can Thanks. actually you can use my company, Data Innovative Technologies LLC. But on boots. But you're not. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're not gonna do that. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I got want to help people, but it's also getting to a point where people are starting to take advantage of mm-hmm. that. I think it's a matter of give and receive, too. Mm-hmm. Um, even, like, with this situation, I am trying to construct myself to where in 2020, don't know when, it might be December, it might be July, it might be February, where I'm no longer using a facility to have my podcast. I want my own facility. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's a room in a salon, like a suite, like or um, if it's our own building, I don't know what God has for me. Mm-hmm. Um but my mom, we literally just had this conversation before we came here. And she was like, why don't you ask this person, a cousin of mine, because he's been in the music industry. He does this. All, he's been doing it all his life. Mm-hmm. Um, he can help you. And part of me is like, mm, you're right. Mm-hmm. But part of me is like, I don't really want to go to him to ask him for any help. I kind of just want to do this on my own. Mm-hmm. But part of me only wants to do that on my own. Um not just so I can, I feel like I need to put in the effort because I'm always going to put in the effort, but also because you get to certain people and um, you're always there when they need you, but when you need them, ghost, mm-hmm. straight wind, like All the time. nowhere to be found. All the time. And I'm getting to the point where I'm tired of jumping for others and they don't even want to walk for me. Nope. That's, that's literally. You don't even want to crawl literally the position that I'm in, which is why I went through this semester, um, I lost a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of friends or people who I felt like envied me. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who told me to be humble. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who, like you said, would not you know, even crawl for me, but want me to jump, yeah. go, act, leap, leap, whatever they need, just do it. Mm-hmm. Why? Why should I? Why? Like, why do you even feel entitled? Like, why do you even feel like I owe you that? Because at the end of the day, I don't owe nobody nothing besides no. my mama, my daddy, and the Lord. 
Because they brought me here, but at, to a certain thing, like, no, nah, I don't owe you that either, sis. Exactly. My mama tells me all the time, she's like, live for you, not for me. Live for you, not for your daddy. Live for you, not for nobody else. Unless it's the Lord. Like, that's all you need to do. Yes. And then, um, you get to a point where I have, I've been, whew, talk about friends, falling off, like, just, just yep. popcorn popping and they left, right, and just going out the boat. But wouldn't you say that's, like, you growing? You're growing Absolutely. as a person. Absolutely. And people and, the, and God mm -hmm. sees you somewhere else that those people can't get to right now. Yep. They was here for a season and a reason. Mm -hmm. And I, I respect that. Um, and like you said, as far as even with you getting to Kennesaw, I, I experienced the same thing. I was at Kennesaw. I knew of people. I had friends. Um, I went to events here and there, but it was my sophomore, junior year, something like that. And I started to hang out with Jenna. And I wasn't just going to the events that I stayed at. Like, I was going to one event for one organization before this. <laughs> and after that, she's like, let's go to this. I'm like, mm, I don't really want to, but I guess. Right. And so, like, she helped me flourish. Now, I've always been um, open. I've always been the person that is an introvert, but very friendly and very outgoing. So, it wasn't a problem for me to do that. But um, it, wasn't it was an adjustment, and I appreciate her for getting me to put that foot forward and to expand. But it also helped me learn... You get around certain people, you enjoy their time, but leave it at that. Just let it be an enjoyment. Once we leave this party, you're not calling my phone, I'm not calling yours. We're not hanging out after this, mm -hmm. you're not invited to Thanksgiving dinner. Like, none of that. But it was all an experience, and I'm appreciative of it. Definitely. Be like that.